Hey there, whizzes, and welcome back to another episode of the Food Biz Wiz podcast. Let me ask you this. Are you the type of person who picks up a bottle of kombucha, flips it around, and reads the label top to bottom? If you are listening to this podcast, I am betting that's you. And I'm betting that you've seen some packaging where you're not quite so compelled to keep on reading, and you just skim that label. And then on the other hand, there are those magical brands who really captivate, whose brand voice is so clear, it's either funny or charming or educational or snarky or just so on point that you've got to hand it to them. They have captured their brand through great copy. I am so delighted to welcome my guest today, Kelsey Jenkins of Grassfed Copy, onto the podcast, and we are going to talk through that magic that happens when you put effort into copywriting with your food or beverage brand. Stay tuned. You're listening to Food Biz Wiz, the weekly podcast for everyone in the packaged food industry. Join your host, Allie Ball, to learn how to launch, grow, and scale your business. You'll hear real-life examples from her time as a professional grocery buyer, interviews with CPG experts, and listen in on actual client coaching sessions. Let's get going. This episode is supported by Brand24, one of my favorite tools for social media. Brand24 gives you the ability to discover what people are saying online about your brand as it unfolds in real time. Brand24 gives you instant access to mentions about your brand all across the web, from social networks to influential publishers. Once you have that valuable information, you're better positioned to respond to and connect with your audience. I have access to a free version of Brand24 for my listeners, linked in my show notes or on my website at www.foodbizwiz.com slash brand 24. That's the number 24. Check it out and start connecting with your audience in a deeper way online. Welcome, Kelsey. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Hey, Allie. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Okay, Wizzes. I know that you guys are going to love Kelsey and you're going to love our conversation today, but let me give you a brief background on her before she starts sharing her knowledge. So Kelsey has a background in sales and marketing for incredible brands like Sweetgreen, Integrative Nutrition, and Wanderlust. I think that's so, so cool, Kelsey. We're going to have to talk about that. And (laughs) Kelsey uses that decade of experience to now help product and service brands create compelling copy that turns into sales. Kelsey, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited to talk about copywriting. Are you ready to go? Yeah, totally. All right. So tell me a little bit. I gave that like tiny info intro, but tell me a little bit about how you got started, how you got turned on to copywriting and that transition from sales and marketing into full-time copywriter. Sure. Absolutely. So I've been involved in the food and beverage space for several years now. Um, as you mentioned in that intro with, um, with some big brands and some smaller brands and primarily for the, for health and wellness, nutrition, and then also food. Mm-hmm. Um, and then about two years ago, uh, two and a half now, actually, I had <laughs> a baby and I just got really inspired to 
start my own business. I never thought that was something that I would really do, but there was something about having a baby. It provided a lot of clarity for me. And now I'm a full-time conversion copywriter with my own business. And I specialize in website, email, and product copywriting. And I also just really love food. So it's always been a passion of mine. I've always been interested in it. I love going to the grocery store and trying (laughs) new snacks, especially snack foods are my favorite. Um, So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my background in a nutshell, but the food and beverage space has a very special place in my heart. Yeah. So you're in the right place. I have to say I was, I was on your website earlier this week and I totally connected well one with your copy, right? Like like, oh, this lady knows what she's doing. She's so great at this. <laughs> Thanks. She's speaking to me. And I love that where you talked about your vices really being um, spending so much money on like potions and snacks and all of the tinctures and yep. all of the things rather than it being like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, clothing and handbags. I feel like totally. you connect on that level. Totally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about I, I want to talk about copywriting. I feel like there's so much to talk about here. Mm-hmm. What are we going to talk about on the podcast today? Well, I think we're going to go into kind of how copywriting looks for the food and beverage space. Um, and then also just some advice that I would give um, anyone who's writing their any type of copy, kind of what they can do to clarify their copy and how it ties into their brand. Um, just a, all about copywriting today. Awesome. So for someone who is sitting here listening and they're like, okay, like, I think I know what copywriting is. <laughs> I think it has something to do with like, you know, the, your website and your email. Can you give us a like really basic definition of what copywriting is and, and maybe like, you know, what it does for a brand, why it's important? Yeah, absolutely. I'm always really excited to talk about copywriting, but <laughs> It's, you know, it's something that I think gets overlooked a lot of times. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of brands don't always think about copy first as they create the brand around their product, or at least not as its own important entity. And copywriting is really your online salesperson. And it has to be a really, really good salesperson, especially today as people's attention spans just get so much shorter. Everything is done online. Um, There's a lot of competition in the market for everything, really, um, especially products. So copy does a lot of work for engaging your customer and taking them through the customer journey that you want them to go on. And I think we see a lot of excitement around design and packaging in the food and beverage space. And while that certainly gets people to pick up your product from the shelf, it's really your copy that takes them deeper into your brand and what you stand for and how it relates to the customer and how it can make their life better. Mm -hmm. Um, As consumers ourselves, um, we know that people buy based on emotion. And that's more true than ever in in this high-tech, overstimulated (laughs) world. We Uh, have to find a way to connect more deeply with our customer, um, especially for retention too, right? Like they might buy once based on beautiful packaging, but like how are we we creating a little bit deeper experience for them? And that's what copywriting is really able to support your brand by using messaging that 
engages and captivates, and then ultimately, of course, converts. Because if you're not selling, you're probably not going to make it as a brand. So it's important. And as a conversion copywriter, I don't sugarcoat that with my clients. I think it's really important that they know that I am writing from a conversion standpoint, not just um, clever words or, you know, and sometimes people think that of copywriting. Yeah. I've seen that with, with some of my retail ready students hiring copywriters or uh, past clients where, you know, you can find someone who's a good writer or find someone who has a snarky personality and, Mm -hmm. you know, or is a humorous writer, but that doesn't necessarily translate to a sale. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Can we, I I love this. And I, I think one of the things that was really powerful that you said there that I, that I want to reiterate is that there is a difference between having a strong brand and having strong copy. And it feels like, and maybe we'll talk about this a little bit later, but it feels Mm -hmm. like the, the brand comes first, right? Like you can't have, you can't have great copy until you have a great brand. 100% agree. Yes. And, and we will talk about that in this conversation. But yes, um, I think that foundational work, that clarity around your brand and your customer is so important. It's so important to start there. Okay. I love this. And so, so I can, I love imagining my listeners. So I imagine my listeners are on the other end there and they're like, yes, Allie, Kelsey, like I hear you. Like I want to have great copy. This, this sounds wonderful, but it's just me. I don't have, I don't have the budget for a copywriter or like, I don't even, I didn't even know that I could hire a copywriter. Can Mm -hmm. you talk about the, the actual, um, that decision of hiring a copywriter and whether or not it's the right decision for brands? Oh, absolutely. Yes. I love this question. And my answer to this is it really depends. And I know (laughs) that's like such a wishy-washy answer, but, um, we as business owners need a ton of writing done in our businesses. That's packaging, emails, social media, website, and the list goes on. And in the early days, like you're saying, it's it's usually one person trying to do all of these different things. So it can make more sense to write your own copy as you're getting your product's legs, as it's getting out into the world. But even if your business is started on a shoestring budget, there comes a point when it's worth investing a little to get a lot more. And that's especially true if you're not seeing conversion on your website or um, Mm. your emails Mm. or, you know, anywhere. Um, And that's when clients usually come to me. They have something really good going. They know that the product is in demand. People are interested, but they want to hone in and take the messaging to the next level. Um, they also, I think at, at, at a certain point realize how important copy and consistent tone and voice are to their overall sales funnel. Mm -hmm. And in turn that copy actually becomes a really basic need for their business, just as much as brand work, beautiful eye-catching design, social media presence, all those things. So, um, yeah. And, and, you know, a good copywriter will offer you really fresh perspective too. So when you're at that place uh, where you yeah. know yeah. that you're ready for a new set of eyes, because we get so close to our, our yes. brand, right? <laughs> yep. So close. Um, I know as you know, 
writing your own copy, most copywriters don't even write their own copy. Huh. I love it's that. Really that's, hard. A great, that's a great fact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so hard to step away from what you're doing in the day to day and take the bigger picture look at your messaging. Um, plus, I mean, just another benefit is that we can write copy faster. Copywriters yeah. can because yeah. we have formulas. We do it full time. We're writing every day for clients. So I think the best place to start if you're not sure is just with a small project and, and get clear on your expectations Yeah, with what you're, what you're looking to do, but also have an open mind. Like if it's your first time working with a copywriter, let them kind of guide you in the process as well. Mm, I think that's a great tip too. And I, I love the, I love the thought of, of having a copywriter help with consistency across all of your platforms. Like how many times or, you know, you and I study brands, so I'm sure that we've noticed this more than others, but I get frustrated or confused when I look at a brand's packaging and read their copy and I'm mm -hmm. expecting one thing and then I go to their website or go to their Instagram or start getting emails and I, I am receiving something, frankly, that's, that's quite different and right. doesn't feel connected to that, that product that I initially felt so compelled to, to pick up and purchase. Yes, that is, that's so true. Such a great point. And I think that happens all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it might, I mean, maybe I'm a little bit more sensitive to it and I imagine that you are as well, but that's true. Yes. I think that, I think that it's one, it's really subtle and it's something that people, people can pick up on even if they're not looking out for it. Right. And mm -hmm. I think that goes back mm -hmm. to where you're, you're saying that if, if, sales aren't there and your website's not converting or your ads aren't converting or whatever mm -hmm. it is, that that's where you come in with a, a magnifying glass and start scrutinizing the copy. Exactly. Yes. So is it worth it to hire a copywriter? Well, you know, I'm, I'm of course very biased, <laughs> yeah. but, and I've, you know, I've seen firsthand how really good conversion copy can help brands better connect with customers on that personal level to yeah. build brand loyalty. Um, and you can't sell something without communicating what it is, right? Kind of like you, you were just saying, you pick something up, you don't know what exactly, or it's just like, um, not a cohesive mm -hmm. message. Mm -hmm. Um, and bad copy creates confusion and a confused mind doesn't buy. So Overall, yes, I think hiring a copywriter is very well worth your precious marketing dollars. But there are a few things to consider. So businesses are competing for attention and consumers have this increasingly short attention span. So that con compelling copy can really give you an edge. But like we said earlier in the conversation, doing the clarity work first is something that I would recommend. Mm -hmm. And understanding, you know, I think Evan Faber talked about it in mm -hmm. one of your recent interviews. He, and He did. He did. I'll have to, I'll go back and link that episode in our show notes for those who haven't listened to it yet. But um, yeah. I love that you're going to reference this episode. That was a fun one for me. Oh, it was great. And he did such a good job, you know, as a branding strategist talking about getting clarity first, um, understanding your emotional differentiation and those things are the key to 
writing great copy that actually hits a customer on a deeper level, not, not literally, <laughs> but you know, um, it helps them relate to what you do and then converts them to an ongoing customer. Um, so getting that clarity first is the first thing to consider. Gotcha. The other thing is, um, do you have customer data and have you tested your product in the marketplace? Even if that's just to a small subset of people, ideally not just friends and family because they are a little bit biased, but mm-hmm. you know, a, a little bit broader group. Um, and, and we'll talk more about this when I get into the tips around copy later, but this informs your copy. You don't want to spend a lot of money on copy only to pivot a few months later into an entirely different direction with your product or your brand, because it just, you know, it's not the best use of your dollars. Um, so again, you know, it all ties into the foundational work, but those, those two things I would consider, um, as you decide if hiring a copywriter is right for you. Gotcha. That makes so much sense. And I love that you reiterated that you got to be pretty solid on your, your product. Mm Mm-hmm before you hire a copywriter. Otherwise, as we all know, you're going to change something a few months into your, you know, your product launch and, and that, that money that you spent on the copywriter then kind of goes down the drain. A little bit, a A little little bit. bit. I mean, ideally things wouldn't change to that huge an extent, but I do, you know, if I get on, on a call with a prospective client and they're telling me that they are really just entering the marketplace, it might not be time for them to get in, you know, get really involved with, with copywriting yet. And I I will, I think your copywriter should be honest with you about that. And if they're not, then that's kind of a red flag. Uh, Ah, that's a, that's so good that you mentioned that because I can picture it, right? Like I've, I'll say I worked with a brand who launched these like like little little bites, I'll say like little snack bites, and they uh-huh. were convinced that they were really targeting a keto consumer, and mm-hmm. so they went all in on that. You know, they said keto all over their packaging. They talked about it all on their website, and then they found out that they the little bites were were loved by people who like didn't give didn't didn't care about <laughs> keto at all. Oh, and wow. sure enough, yeah. they had to go and you know they they found that um, it was much easier for them to perform and gain traction by getting rid of the, you know, the keto messaging. And I can only imagine if they had spent, I mean, they did spend a fair amount of money um, on packaging and and web design that they Mm -hmm. had to then go and redo everything. But I can only imagine if you lump a copywriter into that equation, uh, that would be something that, you know, you would need fixing as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All those things play into each other. So you would have to go back and, but you know, there's, there is also in copywriting, um, a lot of testing that happens. Like Mm -hmm. we test, we test different headlines, we test different, um, uh, different formulas. And, you know, so there, there is an element of that as well, but if your product is going to change in the next three months, you might want to hold off. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good way to summarize it. Yeah. All right, let's keep talking here. I want to talk more about brands using copy to create cohesive experience for their customers. You mentioned mm-hmm. this a little bit at the beginning, but and you know, you're touching on this, but this idea that it has to that your copy has to, you know, be connected, be cohesive through your different 
different platforms. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Of course. Yeah, I think I think it's all about becoming more memorable to your audience, um, keeping your tone and voice consistent across all of your channels just helps them remember you. It helps keep you top of mind. Um, I think you mentioned earlier that it might, you know, they might not notice it or maybe we notice on a, on a deeper <laughs> level, but I think over the life cycle of a customer and if you keep them engaged in that way with consistency, then you really build a deeper relationship and that is, it's just, it's so important. It's so important for product services, everyone to do that. Um, and it also means avoiding really generic copy. You want to speak really specifically to the pain points of your target customer. And that's part of tone and voice and consistency. People don't buy products. They buy solutions. They buy outcomes. They want to know how what you're giving them is going to do something great for them. And that's part of, you know, the customer research too, and better understanding. Um, like you were just saying with your keto example, they weren't quite sure. It sounds like yeah. they were being yep. a, a, maybe a little bit generic and not, Absolutely. um, not con well, they were being consistent, but maybe too generic. Yeah. Um, for and another example for healthy packaged snacks. So while the convenience is nice, that's not the real benefit of the product. That's kind of a feature. So, we have to think a little bit more deeply of how that snack makes their life better. And it's probably that it doesn't contain a bunch of junky bad ingredients and it helps them stick to a healthy lifestyle. It gives them more energy, clarity, focus. So we just go a little bit deeper um, and then use those points to create the tone and voice that's consistent and engaging. Yeah. I love, I love thinking about that. And I like, I, I, I feel like we, I want to shout this from the rooftops that that generic copy is not converting into sales, right. that is not connecting with your audience. And I think it's, it's, I don't know, Kelsey, I, I feel like you would, you would have some good insight on this, but what do you do if you make a product, frankly, that's a little bit generic? Like, what do you do if you make strawberry jam and you're like, yeah, it's really delicious, but mm -hmm. like most strawberry jam is delicious. <laughs> How do you move past that generic copy? Well, I think we're, you know, we're entering that phase, especially as someone who's so enveloped in the world of health and wellness, like there's a lot of people doing similar things. Yeah. And so you have to, you have to go deeper with your customer. You have to ask better questions. You have to understand where they're coming from. Um, interviews, surveys, all of these things help you get a deeper sense of the customer. And every, I think every, every product has something going for it. So maybe this, maybe this jam is uh, made from, maybe it's the ingredients they're used that there's no sugar in it, um, which is again, kind of a feature, but does play into that larger healthy lifestyle mm -hmm. aspect. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe the brand's mission is, becomes a little bit of the value proposition, which we'll yep. talk about too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, you know, it, it's about kind of looking outside of the box and that, that brand work. Uh, I definitely recommend um, your listeners go back and listen to Evan's episode because he really does a great job of 
of helping helping brands understand what is unique to them yeah. And, yeah. and and what the the buyer really is looking for. Yeah, I loved that episode and I'm I was so happy to see that you had brainstormed that and listened to that one as well because I just feel like Evan really hit the nail on the head with some of that brand strategy work. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good one. Okay, yeah. Kelsey, I'm going to have us pause for a few seconds. I'm going to drop in a sponsor to this episode and we will be right back. Hang tight. I want to take a moment to thank Brand24 for supporting this podcast. Brand24 is a platform that I love. It compiles all of your brand mentions online, from Instagram to LinkedIn to blog posts and publications, and it shows you exactly where people are talking about you and your products and what they're saying about them in real time. This is such valuable information for creating a community of fans and connecting with your audience. And not to mention following up on the inevitable bad review here and there. Grab my free version of Brand24 in today's show notes or on my website at foodbizwiz.com. And thank you for supporting the brands who I know and love who support this show. Okay, Kelsey, we are back. I'm so excited to continue the conversation. And I just, I know what my listeners are going to ask next. They are going to say, okay, cool. Again, like on board, love it. I'm ready to be cohesive. I'm going to like get my messaging through and through, like through, you know, um, through all my channels and I'm going to do it myself. (laughs) Can we talk about some some tips that we can give these listeners who, who are going to try to tackle this all by themselves? Yes, we certainly can. And I'm going to start with a quote that I love because I think it sums it up so well. So this writer, and I believe kind of sales strategist person named Blair Warren, he said that people will do anything for those who encourage their dreams, justify their failures, allay their fears, confirm their suspicions and help them throw rocks at their enemies. <laughs> I just love it. And <laughs> this is so true for all brands and their copy. If we can look at copywriting through this lens of helping people do all of their dreams and I, I think throw rocks at their enemies is, <laughs> is also pretty wonderful. Like yes. you don't you don't have to do each one of those things, but think about use that as a lens for how your customers can see your product, your brand. Um, and so I've got three tips that can h- kind of help help you go further down into that process. Awesome. And the first is to clearly state your unique sales proposition or unique value proposition. I've heard both. Um, value propositions really help separate you from your competition. And a great value proposition focuses on the thing or things that are both unique and highly desirable about your solution, your product. So going back to that foundational brand work and making it very clear and concise what makes your product unique. And this is the first thing most of your customers will read probably. It's both on your packaging and on your website. Um, so thinking about it, 
on a deeper level is really important and will help you avoid that generic copy that we were talking about earlier. Gotcha. <laughs> There's an example that I really love, um, and that is from Plated, which is a food delivery service. And as we all know, there are a lot of these now, right? Yep. Like that is, it's a yep. super crowded space. And I love what they've, what they've said on their website. So the headline reads, open the door to a new kind of dinner. So that's just really, it feels warm. It feels mm-hmm. welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's, you know, it's dinner, first of all, yeah. that's really important. Yep. Um, and you know that it's going to be a little bit different. And then underneath that is kind of a sub headline. They've called out that it's chef designed. It's pre-portioned. It's delivered every week. So those take you deeper into understanding the value proposition and how it makes plated unique, which I love. That's such a great example. And I, I love the, the subtle reference, you know, when they say open the door to a new mm-hmm. kind of dinner. I, I love mm-hmm. that. Um, it, I, I've got such a clear image in my mind of opening the door both to either to a dinner guest or to um, you know, like a dinner delivery or like yes. know, something, so, something that like reiterates that this is something that is delivered to you um, in a really like hospitable, warm way. Absolutely. Yes. And then the, you know, the, the design behind it, the visuals then support that copy, but the copy is really acting again as the salesperson for yeah. Yeah. this brand. Totally. Um, so, um, Kelsey, what I'll do is I I'll screenshot, um, this example that you gave us and we'll add it to the show notes so people can see. So for those who, you know, click over to the show notes, you'll see this really beautiful banner of a place setting with like a I don't know, a pretty like warm, cozy tablecloth and a bouquet of flowers. And it just, it looks like family dinner time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's a great example. Cool. And um, yeah, so that is your, that's my first tip. Clearly stating and first understanding, then stating your unique sales proposition. My second tip would be to highlight your personality. And I think, I think brands sometimes feel really scared to have a personality. Uh They think, they think that they need to be really serious because they're a serious product, but it's okay to have personality. We buy from people that we like. And so, you know, getting a little bit of creative, uh, excuse me, getting a little bit creative helps you stand out. Um, I do always recommend choosing clear over clever when it mm. comes to your copy. So not trying to be clever just for clever's sake. Like if it if it's still clear, that's fine. But if it's only clever and it doesn't really tell people what you are or what yeah. you do, yep. it does it's not helping you. Yep. So then the other thing about that is just to keep it brief, leave space around your copy. And when you post the example to the show notes, um, your listeners can see that there's a lot of space. The copy is really able to breathe. Yeah. There's different size fonts. That helps a lot. That's that, and that shows your personality because you kind of have um, a way of. It's kind of like people have a way of speaking. People also have a way of writing, and it, and you know, like you mentioned, my website. Like I have yeah. a specific yeah. um, kind of the way things look and feel on my site as well. So yeah. brands can do that also. We um, talk about this a lot, Kelsey, in, mm. in Retail Ready, when mm-hmm. I have students design their sell sheets. And mm. just earlier this week, one, one student asked if she could 
basically if she could be a little bit funny in mm-hmm. the on her sell sheet in the descriptors of each of her SKUs. And you know that I'm so glad to hear you say this because I was like, oh yeah, like hell yeah. Like you should totally show your personality. Like you don't want to be just another fermented food brand (laughs) in the fridge. Like you've got to show this buyer that you've got, that you have, um, that you're different, that you have personality. Um, I, I love thinking about it going through each piece of your, each, each, how should I say it? Like each, each channel where you connect with that consumer, whether it's a buyer Mm -hmm. or direct to consumer or your audience on your website or, you know, each, each place where you connect with them. Yes, I absolutely agree. And on that note, I think part of that can also be about storytelling. So telling, telling quick stories that talk about what you're doing, how you give back with your product sales, um, getting personal to help people connect with the brand. It's just, that's just another, another way to do that. And another way to take them on this journey with you. And that doesn't, that's not to be confused with, um, you know, talking only about yourself throughout your whole website or going on and on and on about your product story, because that can actually deter customers because, People like to read about themselves. They want to know how the the product is going to benefit them. So just be just be mindful of that. Um, but but we also really we attach to storytelling. We're moved by stories. We always have been like that's just human nature. So adding some story, adding that personality can really help your copy. Yeah, I have to say that I one of the things that I noticed immediately on your website was in your about me page, which I'll definitely link in the show notes so people can follow along with what I'm saying. But you, not only did you say, you know, you, you talked about yourself, obviously, but I think you, you said so clearly, like, here's more about me so that, you know, I can support you or so that you'll know if you're the right fit or like something that was so linking, that was linking really clearly. I'm telling you about me so that it benefits you. Um, yes. Right. Yeah. Turning it back to that consumer so quickly. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for noticing that. I think, <laughs> you know, it's something that it, it is really important and, um, and not always, not always done. So it's a yeah. great, yeah. it's a great point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's so easy for brands to, you know, we, we know that people are compelled to, or people, um, are attracted by storytelling. People want to mm-hmm. hear the story as small brands, that's what we've got. That's powerful. <laughs> that's our secret weapon over these big brands that we're competing with. Um, yes. But it can be, I, I love that you, you're emphasizing here that, that there comes a time when that, that copy has to switch over and start connecting back to the consumer. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And so that leads me into number three, which is including a call to action. Mm. And I know as marketers and uh, business owners, most of us are like, yeah, well, duh, of course you need to have a call to action, but it's actually really easy to forget to do this, especially yes. on product packaging, yes. which I'm sure you talk about in your program. <laughs> yes. Um, and that's just telling customers what you want them to do next. How can they learn more about you and your brand? Can they order online? Can they follow you on social media? Visit your website. Um, Anything that draws the customer deeper into your brand is 
is what you want to call them to do. And I will say also on this note though, don't ask them to do everything. Don't ask them to do a hundred things. Yes. <laughs> um, be really clear with your call to action. Um, and that, and that means again, stepping back to that brand work, what are your goals with your, with your copy? What are your goals, um, on your, on your packaging? Maybe your call to action is different on your packaging than it is on your homepage on yep. your website. Yep. Uh, it probably is actually. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that would be, that would be my third third tip. I love that. And when you think about, or when I think about that call to action, it can, it doesn't have to be complicated, right? It can be follow us on Instagram, right? Like that's a call to action Yes. or visit our website. (laughs) Absolutely. In fact, it shouldn't be complicated. It, it should be really exactly what you want them to do on a bright button or a, you know, change the font. It should be really, really clear what it is where they're going, like, where are they going to next? Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that tip, right? Like make it really easy for them to take the next step. Yes. Great. Okay. I've got one more thing that I want to talk about. Are you, are you ready to talk about I'm, one more thing? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So I want to talk about, I, I, I feel so excited about copywriting and I, know firsthand how much it can help a brand. But I've also seen brands, you know, continue to struggle with this and spend a lot of time and energy on this and still their copy falls flat. So do you have any tips, Kelsey, on like how you can write copy that, that actually connects deeply with your, your customers, you like hinted at it at the beginning and I knew we were going to get to this. So can we, can we circle back on some of those things that you can do to like actually create that emotional connection or that, that deep connection to, to your consumer? Yes. And I think this is, it's so important. And this is what, this is what kind of separates great copy from just creative writing, I would say. Mm. This is this is such a key thing that copywriters, you'll know you're talking to a copywriter who writes for conversion when they answer this question in a specific way. And that is that co- co- good copy requires research. Mm. And that means getting to know your customer better uh, in a variety of ways. The easiest of which is to talk to them. Talk to your customers. Yes. And I, I think so many of your listeners are really great at this. I have to say like everyone I've, I've talked to is they're, they love talking to their customers. And yeah. I think that's, that's really inspiring. And it's exciting to see that in food and beverage. Um, so talk to your customers, do research, do surveys. Um, if it's possible, read reviews. Mm-hmm. I've found Amazon reviews, even if it's not your own. But all, but for competitors as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. a, that's a great way to mine what we call voice of customer as copywriters. So we will go through and find what's referred to as sticky copy that really stands out and highlights your value proposition and supports the claim that you've made of why your product is different. And a lot of times, Ali, like that, that really gives us almost exact word for word copy to use Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. across your channels, which is so cool when you find that. Yeah. Um, But it takes time. It does. 
And um, it's about, you know, trying several of these different things in terms of surveys and, and researching and seeing where you can find the most valuable information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's also... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I think the Amazon tip is so important and it's, it's easy to, I think it's easy to find ways that this won't work for us or like won't work for our brand. Like, oh, I can't survey my audience because I'm not in business yet. Or I can't survey my audience because they never want to get on the phone with me or like whatever it is. Right. Yeah. But let's use the example. Like if you are a shrub producer and you you know, you're not quite at the stage where you're ready to talk to your consumers, go on Amazon and look at the other selling shrubs, maybe the top selling shrubs and read those reviews and see what people are saying about the flavors and the size and how they use the product and what sort of, you know, what type of day they're consuming the product and all of that. And I think Kelsey, you're saying like, literally like those are the words that you're then going to use in your copywriting. Totally. Yeah. It's not always word for word, of course, like that's that's kind of a unicorn, but that is how you start to formulate your web pages and especially your homepage, because that is your storefront. Like you have to, you have to really, really capture someone's attention to get them to go deeper into your store, your website. Yeah. Um, So yes, that is that is so important. Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of a balance there too. And I, I do just want to say this disclaimer, like, of course, Kelsey, you're not saying that people should be inauthentic or just copying what other people are doing. That's not at all what we're saying here, but it's, um, you can get a lot of value from finding people, finding out about what people are saying about your category as a whole and your type of product as a whole. Right. Right. That is an important clarification. Yes. <laughs> no copying. Yeah. No copying. You're no just, plagiarism. No, you're just using this to inform what your customer is really looking for. And I think all those examples you just gave of how they're using the product, you might not even realize that people are only drinking your shrub at in the evening and they're using it as an alternative to their usual glass of wine. Mm-hmm. That's yep. that's something that you can use in your copy. And that would be for me to read that on your website. I would say, oh, that's a good idea. I didn't really think about that. Yeah. Or you might say, oh yeah, that's me. Like that's totally how I use yes. these shrubs. This mm-hmm. is the brand for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yep. Good point. Cool. Um, thanks for calling that out. And then the second part of connecting more deeply is not just looking at demographics, um, but instead going deeper on psychographics of your, of your customer. And that, you know, that just means understanding their lives, you know, who mm-hmm. we talk a lot and I'm sure you talk about this too, kind of personas yeah. in your, in your yeah, branding. Yeah, we do this in and, retail ready. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And you, ha- and you have to, because this helps you get past those demographics of age, race, yep. um, how much money they make, whatever. Yep. Yep. And, and deeper into the mindset, the lifestyle, um, of yeah, who your person is. Connection. Yeah. That emotional, emotional connection. connection. Yeah. Like yes. you said, mm-hmm. it'll also help by doing that. It'll also help you write for one person rather than writing for everyone on the planet that this will help you hone in on who you're talking to. And then it becomes a lot more of a conversation with your audience, which is so great. That's like 
ideal copywriting really feels like having a conversation. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, so that that would be those would be my thoughts on connecting more deeply. Uh, thank you. I I'm really excited to go back and look at my own copy and think about <laughs> some of your tips here and how I can use it in my own in my own sales and marketing. Um, yeah, I feel like I I always know that that something has I always know that I've like, you know, done a good job when on a particular email, I get a bunch of responses or like a particular post, people will be like, Oh, like you're speaking my language. Like you're speaking to my heart. Yes. I'm like, Oh yes. Like I, I nailed it. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best feeling. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you can, you can hear it in my voice. I get so fired up when that happens. So, all right, Kelsey, thank you so much for your time on the podcast today. Where can where can people find you? Where, how can they stay in touch with you? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Allie. This is a really fun conversation. Um, you can find me on my website. It's just grassfedcopy.com or on Instagram. Um, and I'm just at Kelsey Jenkins and my first name is spelled a little bit funky. It's C E L S E A and J E N K I N S. And I would love, love to connect with you with all of you there. Perfect. So I will, I will link those, those, the website and your Instagram in our show notes. And gosh, again, thank you so much for being here. It was, it was such a wonderful time having this conversation with you. Thanks, Allie. Okay. My whizzes there you have it. I want to know, are you convinced of the power of magnetic copy? I cannot wait to hear what you thought about today's episode. And I invite you to continue the conversation over in our Food Biz Whiz Facebook group. I want to know what's working well for you so far in your copywriting and what tips you are going to put into place from today's show. So find our community in today's show notes or at foodbizwiz.com and I'll see you over there in our group. As always, thanks for joining in on today's episode and I will see you back here next week. Until then, stay busy. Thank you for listening to Food Biz Whiz, the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe so you never miss a beat. Hungry for more? Check out www.foodbizwiz.com. That's food, B-I-Z-W-I-Z.com for detailed show notes from all episodes. Thanks again for tuning in and stay busy.